Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Guys, we're here. Jedi Order podcast. New episode. You can hear the Mando in the background. Hopefully. Maybe you can't. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Let's just start. It's too exciting. It's too. It, well, it's a weird thing to start off with, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's it, it just every single episode now, chapter, and we've said this before. It just keeps getting better, and I'm like, how are you guys doing this? Keeps, yeah. Every time it comes in, I'm like. Oh, I don't know what to expect from this episode, but you know, you always have your inklings and your guesses of what you think is going to happen. But then it just happens, and you're just like, Pfft. I mean, yeah, come on. <laughs> There's um, so many things, even from just looking at the menu of this episode, that you know throws questions out into your mind. I mean, first of all, it's 33 minutes in like length which compared to the other one seems way shorter. So mm. you're not really sure whether it's going to be, you know, what type of episode it's going to be. Um, but again, you know, as we've seen in previous shorter episodes as well, this, they're so chock-a-block full of storyline development and characters and action that, you know, this one again didn't disappoint. Um, and again, and also like, you know, the title, the tragedy. Mm. I mean, I have to say, um, bit of a spoiler alert because <laughs> it almost felt like you know what what could this tragedy be um and it becomes quite apparent but i uh yeah i mean again now you know i've just put it on for the, you know the third time today and even when i was watching it for the second time i just couldn't take my eyes off the screen because of just oh like all the aspects of it you know um i mean <laughs> just from the beginning you know, Seeing the Mandalorian is um, happy to find out, you know, Grogu's name as we are, and using it on the ship is already <laughs> just a, you know, just like a hilarious kind of little intro. Um, yeah. Just you know, of their little relationship that they just keep developing, and you know, um, I suppose that's you know that kind of ties in with the whole tragedy aspect. That it's like they really are just growing closer and closer, and uh, and seeing how he's pretty much the only one who can properly activate his uh force powers you know at will um it's uh yeah you know it's just another kind of great episode and so much again you know again one setting but we kind of get so much well i mean not so much context for our you know main protagonist but we have a new introduction to this which is i mean wow is <laughs> all I can say is it's an interesting fan service direction that they've taken and that we've been hinted at for a long time. And, you know, here on uh, the planet Tython, I think it is. 
Yeah, I believe I believe so. I believe so. I mean, oh, I mean, so much. Well, so much happens, so much doesn't happen. But it, it, it's so it's shot in a way. It's shot very interestingly. That's something I want to talk about to begin with. Then becomes very apparent when it gets to the point where we have the stormtroopers come into play. Yeah, and it's very. Uh, an interesting way of playing with CGI and practical effects and the use of speeding up film for um, for more like drama, more actual, or for the action to be received in a different way. I don't know if you noticed it, but if you see in the... I know we're jumping ahead, but... Um, uh-huh. If you see like the combats between the stormtroopers and um, Boba Fett and yeah. Fennec and not so much the Mandalorian because he was busy at that particular time, but the way it shot, you know, they they kind of sped up how some of the stormtroopers moved, and you mm. could you could see very craftily done sometimes the stormtroopers were cgi for brief moments but in order to get the kind of intensity of those particular scenes so i just thought it's very interesting way of shooting and it'd be interesting to know if that was something that came from so we find out the director is robert rodriguez uh-huh. which was a, um, another massive surprise and i love these surprise it's almost like yeah. this extra bonus that you get at the end of the episode and i always forget every single time and then it suddenly pops yeah. up who directed it and you're like Same. whoa um and so it'd be interesting to see where <coughs> these kind of um ideas came from in how to shoot those scene- scenes whether it was from robert or whether it's something Favreau brought in or from an effect standpoint was brought in later but I just thought there was a lot of interesting cinematography and shots done in this particular episode yeah it's you know it's kind of interesting you point that out because there yeah I, I there are some CG like you know when the stormtroopers are getting off the ships then you can tell that there's some CGI there but you know throughout the kind of battle of it I, I didn't really pick up on too much other cgi kind of that was too obvious really like or that anything that really stood out to me to be you know you know to kind of which you know like a red flag which says that's not real um so i yeah it's interesting that you kind of bring that up because um again yeah because it's such an action-packed episode it it again it, it it flows very smoothly and quite quickly into the action as well um because you know, we're on this planet, which we don't really know much about in terms of the, you know, the Jedi background. And um, I mean, I, I, has this planet come up before? I don't, I don't think so. Um, I don't know. This is where my memory never really serves me right. And I'm sure some people can pull planetary names from their minds from reading in <laughs> in either a legend book or a, something that's canon or something. But yeah. for me, unfortunately, my mind does not work in that way. <laughs> no, same, I mean, you know, it, mine used to work like that, but, you know, age. <laughs> um, but, I mean, yeah, so we're kind of introduced to this new sort of Jedi planet completely. Um, you know, having kind of seen, you know, Jedi in, in Rogue One and, um, you know, Luke on, I can't remember the name of that planet in Last Jedi either, but, um, you know, on, on that kind of old Jedi sort of stronghold and, um, 
you know, here we're kind of introduced to this new Jedi planet, and you know, when when they get there, it's it just seems like so barren and and just this one solitary structure, which I thought was quite interesting. It actually, kind of reminded me of the game Skyrim, you know, because in Skyrim mm-hmm. you're kind of wandering around, and then you come across these sort of stone structures that you can activate and get some sort of talisman from. Um, so to see it kind of there, I thought it was a uh, quite an interesting setup for the episode. And again, like you're not really sure what direction it's going in until what comes out of the sky. Oh my god, is that Slave One? Oh hey, my god, Slave One. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, when when that came out, I was just I mean, smiling from ear to ear. You know, it, it just finally, you know, he's he's kind of introduced into the show as. Uh, as you know, the character we were all suspecting he was, and you know that had you know that that Disney have pulled out of the fan fiction, um, and rightly so because he's such a well. I mean, you know, I've expressed before on this podcast how much I love Boba Fett as a character and, and Jango Fett. I mean, I I just I used to play the games and just love the kind of spinoff. Um, and I remember like reading comics back in the day of Boba Fett surviving you know, beyond the Sarlacc pit and, you know, coming back as a a sort of new type of villain, not associated with the Empire. And, you know, (laughs) I was always such a fan that that was kind of, you know, such a hope. And to see it now on screen, um, you know, also with Tamura Morrison, you know, the the actor of Django playing him and just, oh, God, it's just so great. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we've lived we've lived uh, we've lived the same moment twice now back to back in two episodes where i was saying um in the ahsoka episode it's a yeah. moment that people have waited for for a very long time to see in a different way to see that character in live action and here we are seeing a character that has become so iconic from such little screen time in the original trilogy but has it's just transcended that to a different level and we have now the most we've ever had boba fett on screen ever in the history of star wars and i mean god what a task but firstly massive shout out to tamura morrison because he portrays that character so well he gives a brilliant performance, absolute brilliant performance. But then just the way, I mean, we haven't got up to it yet in the, because as we say, guys, we always watch it in the background. We haven't got up to that point in the episode, but boy, that staff he has and the way he just yeah. demolishes stormtroopers is the best way. He doesn't, he doesn't take them down. He demolishes I mean, stormtroopers. Yeah. And it's a, uh, you know, Tuscan Raider stuff as well. Which um, I, I, there's so many questions that you know come up with uh, with this and how how you know Disney are portraying him in, in the Mandalorian. I mean, so you know he's got the Tusken Raider stuff. So clearly he was still on Tatooine, and yeah, you know, one one of the things that I was quite interested in as well is is the timing of it. So this is like five years after Return of Jedi. So I think roughly, roughly there must be. I don't know how much time passes between the two seasons but i don't no. believe it doesn't seem to be a long period of time does it no i don't think so um and so it makes me think you know he, he must have been in the silac pit for a while but i'm, I'm curious to I, ho- I mean i hope we see some some backstory from him uh you know post silac pit and and some explanation because i'm wondering um 
why he has kind of taken until now to get his armor back when his armor was always on Tatooine and he was never able to source it then. Um, mm. But then it kind of throws up questions as to, you know, his recovery and perhaps, you know, <laughs> that was the point where he was able to go back out into the world and, you know, <laughs> as, as soon as he's going to get his armor back from, a, um, you know, from the guy on Tatooine. Um, what was his name? Cut. Uh, the the marshal on Tatooine, uh, Cobb Vant, that was it. Yeah. Um, so, and you know, and <laughs> the moment he's trying to get it back, you know, maybe the, you know the armor has uh, disappeared with with um, with a Mandalorian. Um, so it's 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 yeah, it's uh, as a fan of his, it's throwing up so many questions as to how he's got to this point, and also how he's become such a badass fighter with the uh, Tusken Raider stuff. I mean. That's the thing. Maybe the Tusken Raiders saved him, you know, from having seen, you know, the first episode of this season and that they have this sort of, you know, normal sort of side to them in terms of a society and kind of a, you know, I mean, they team up with the humans. So perhaps they did save Boba Fett and and train him in their ways. And and maybe that's where he's been for the last few years, where he's just kind of been learning their sort of wild man ways. And then he wanted to rekindle his old identity. I mean, there's so much that you can ask and that you want to know um, as well. And obviously the scars on his face is that, you know, that's probably from the Sarlacc pit, you know, slowly digesting him over God knows how many years or months or what it is. But, oh, wow. I mean, just to kind of bring him back in this way and just to get it to full throttle within the first episode in, in terms of the action sequences. And, and of course, and also, you know, huge shout out to, um, you know, Fennec Shand played by, you know, Ming-Na Wen, which, Ming Na Wen, yeah. real Mulan. I was ju- I was just about to say that, you know, like <laughs> I mean, um, new Mulan is out, you know, today on Disney, and I watched the old one last night, and so to see her back in in multiple things is always, you know, welcome because she's so awesome, and also I, you know, I love the way she portrays the character, and and again, like she has some great sequences in terms of action throughout this episode. I mean, I'm just currently watching the. Uh, <laughs> The scene the, where she kicks the boulder down the hill. Oh, uh, right. So I'm a bit before that when Boba's just destroying uh, okay, these yeah, uh, yeah. stormtroopers here. Like, shattering the yeah. helmets. Absolutely shattering them. And then you see that scene when he walks away and that one stormtrooper's helmet's just, like, caved in, split yeah. in half as his body's, like, in a star shape across some rocks. He's so brutal and in this, actually, as a fighter and just you know, just stabbing them through their, their armor. And <laughs> yeah, as you said, just like caving in their helmets. Like, it's interesting because he was such a friend of the empire for so long as well, you know? Um, and now he's just, well, I don't know if he was a, fr- a friend had like a hired gun, isn't he? To a certain extent. Yeah. So uh, you pay him enough. And like the Mando says, <laughs> yeah. like, uh, how, how did he say it was like my, something along the line of I'm very expensive but he didn't say it like that <laughs> he said it and made it sound a lot I cooler. think yeah you wouldn't be able to afford me or something like that yeah. something along those lines yeah, yeah. But, but but I do love the fact you got the stormtrooper with the yellow coloration on his suit which is very much um which is very much like we had in the Clone Wars and the oh. old troopers. And yeah. it was a big thing that you kind of um, saw a lot more 
in the in that particular era and that particular era of troopers when they were pretty much all clones yeah yeah that um i mean again you know like as we've discussed on previous episodes just seeing how well i mean first of all how the empire is still together in its sort of original form and as you said like with that sort of costume and how he's you know the played the captain figure and it's just the same as before really and you know again it, you're, you're wondering as to what the extent of their um their reach and ability is because also it's quite interesting throughout this episode that you know initially you get a first wave of stormtroopers and then they kind of throw like more and more at them and it's um and you know clearly the empire still has a lot of disposable troops at, at their helm and and you know it, it, and they're still very active in in so many kind of parts of um of the galaxy you know outside of the new republic that we learn um and also even you know the, the i mean the carriers that they come on um onto the planet from and i mean their new designs that we haven't seen before in you know um uh, in the star wars universe in terms of kind of empire ships not that i can recall anyway and then mm-hmm. of course you know you get moff gideon on his on his ship as well and I mean, they're clearly quite a force to be reckoned with, and this is yeah. this is what I'm finding kind of interesting is you know um, that this season seems to keep building them up more and more. I mean, you know, we had them obviously at the end of season one, um, you know, attacking. I mean, well, just you know, in full force, and now we're just continuing to see them in the, at this kind of level. Um, which just goes to show that it's kind of the, the same old empire, really. And, you know... I mean, and it's, honest- years, it's years afterwards. Yeah. It's not just like the, the Emperor and Darth Vader have fallen and the message, to a certain extent, has been kept from certain people or it's taken along to filter through. This is years have gone by and there's clearly... Well, there's clearly a lot of uh, infantry here because the stormtroopers just keep coming and keep coming. Absolutely. But, I mean, maybe this is partly part of the story on how we get to the First Order because it's not exactly like the First Order was a small force by any stretch of the imagination. So maybe the Empire never really goes away and maybe they stay to a certain extent around. But... Yeah, yeah it's, it's 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 an interesting one because there's obviously so much to unpack, but we're you know, but we're going on this particular storyline and we're following these characters. But God, there's like there's like a hundred questions. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's yeah, and it also it makes me wonder, you know, how they're building up the sort of characters around the Mandalorian and you know, the force that he's sort of beginning to assemble against the Empire and their doings, you know, because he of his relationship with Grogu, um, which is something that, as I say, I'm, I'm loving. And, you know, by the end of this episode, it's, a, you know, there's kind of various things to think about in terms of his little crew um, and, like, where loyalties lie. And, I mean, it's just... And beyond that as well, there's, of course, you know, what... Um, Grogu does in terms of calling out um, from this kind of magical rock on 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 Titan. Um, who does he call out to, or does anyone pick up the message? And mm. you know, it, it, I mean, it's going to be a Jedi or someone with false powers, and that person is probably going to 
join, you know, the Mandalorian too on on his quest to to get Grogu back to, um, well, not back to anyone really. To you know, to I suppose to give him to a, a capable Jedi of, of training him, uh, which will, I'm sure the Jedi will tell him the same thing that you know he can't be trained because of his relationship with, uh, you know, Jin Jaren. So it's um, it's. Yeah, I'm curious to see what the result is from this kind of episode, and uh, in, in, from the Jedi perspective. Um, I mean, I feel that I'm, there's a chance we're probably we might get Ahsoka again because yeah. I think what we're teeing up for here, aren't we? We've got two episodes left of this season, and it very much feels like this is going to be like one arc over two episodes, isn't it? And, and technically, this arc was started halfway through to to the end of this episode, just playing out. So he's kind of rallying the troops now. Ahsoka might be one of those troops. Interesting, we're getting the Bill Burr character back as well. Yeah, I didn't didn't expect that, but um, yeah, he's kind of rallying the troops. But I mean, before we get there, we've got more to unpack, haven't we? We've got like these what, Darth Vader droids. To yeah. a certain extent, haven't we? That's see, that's what I thought when I briefly saw those masks. I just saw the two points which you get at the um, base of Darth Vader's mask, which are kind of made out in between the mist and the kind of steam that you were seeing around them when we had Moff Gideon expecting them a couple of episodes episodes ago. But just uh, Darth Troopers make of these droids. Yet. Yeah, I mean, we're only briefly seeing them. Obviously, uh, they are obviously quite menacing um, looking and they're quite robust, but it's it's going to be interesting. I feel there's going to be a battle between them, isn't it? It's going to be interesting to see what these droids possess in terms of capabilities. Absolutely. I mean, seeing them come out of the ship and... Um... I thought that we were going to see some capabilities in this episode, but um, again, yeah, just kind of building that mystery of what the Empire kind of has up their sleeve, um, which, you know, um, and again, yeah, whether, you know, how, how exactly how capable they are in terms of what, I mean, you know, they've got, they've got jetpacks on their feet. That's cool. And, and also clearly they are droids. That was the thing is that, you know, before in the previous episodes, you weren't sure whether they were, you know, droids or clones or, or there might be a combination of the two. We, you know, we don't know yet. Um, you know, to give them the ability for to have like force abilities, for example. Um, so yeah, again, throwing up like lots of interesting questions, and uh, you know, looking forward to some heavy action scenes in in coming episodes as well. Because um, I'm sure they'll be willing to you know show them off. But you know, a couple of things in this episode as well in terms of action. Um, first of all. Boba Fett's missile shot to take out those two troop carriers in the sky. I mean, after having destroyed the whole squadron, you know, with his hands and then with his suit, you know, back on and in glory and just oh, just using all the gadgets and uh, all the things we love, we you know, we came to love about Boba Fett, in, you know, in the beginning and oh, it's just such an epic scene. And then just taking out those two troop carriers at the end, it's just. I was just literally yelling the first time I watched it. I was like, ah! You know, I mean, it's just so much joy um, to see him back and kicking ass. Um, and just, I mean, the original Mandalorian, really, in some ways, uh, you know, to, to viewers anyway. So I, that, that was just 
something I love. Something which I was confused about, I have to say, was why didn't the Mandalorian put on his jetpack again, you know, after taking it off in the beginning? <laughs> that was one of the things is that, you know, when the dark troopers are kind of flying away with Baby Yoda or when they're trying to struggle up the hill to it, I was like, put on your jetpack! <laughs> like, I know, I know. I just fit. I was thinking the same thing and then I just thought, I guess it's just too far away, isn't it? Yeah, it exactly. too much time to go back and then come back again, even course, though he would yeah. obviously come back a lot quicker, but yeah, it was just one of those uh, <laughs> kind of moments where you're like, jetpack, 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 jetpack. But uh, there was no jetpack. And uh, I kept on every few seconds would forget that why he hasn't got it on. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. wait a minute, it isn't. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. no, wait a minute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully you picked it up, you know, you know once it got off the planet. Cause <laughs> that was a really nice jetpack, you know, that he didn't always have. And, you know, now he's just squandering it after having it for, God knows, you know, like a couple of months, you know. So... Now be more careful. <laughs> Mandalorian rule one, take care of your jetpack. Yeah, but unfortunately, you know, like, he couldn't take care of his ship as well. Um, oh, no, we lose the Razor Crest. We yeah, gain one, and we lose the Razor Crest. Oh, yeah, I mean, that, I that... that ship. I did love that ship. And yeah. when, you, when they blowed it up, it's almost like you lose a character. Yeah, absolutely. It's it was... like, isn't it? And, and, that, and, you know, when the shot comes out of the sky at first, you're like, what are they shooting at? And then it just obliterates the ship in one, you know, in one blow. And you're like, oh god! Imagine all the cool stuff he had on there that he's lost now. You know, that he's just accumulated over the years. I mean, it was his, it was his home. You know, poor guy. Yeah. Um, and again, yeah, and because, and it, I mean, that adds to the tragedy of the episode. In, in as you said, it's kind of like losing a character, and at the same time, losing Grogu as well. It's just. Yeah, I mean, that must have hurt him, you know. Thank God he's wearing the master to hide the tears, you know. <laughs> Poor guy. Gosh, that, that was, I mean, that's, I mean, there we go. That's the tragedy, isn't it? You know, for a second, for a brief second, when Boba's going up towards the ship, I'm like, oh, they're not going to take out Boba Fett, are they? That's the real tragedy. Is that what they they can't? That's like gut wrenching. We literally just got him back, and then they go, yeah. "Bosh, he's gone." You're just going to be like, "Oh, <laughs> no, I, don't think I can take much more." <laughs> but then, thankfully, they they just uh, jumped to light speed, and he came back down. I'm like, "Okay, good, okay." Yeah. And then pledges his allegiance to the Mandalorian again with like you know with Fennec Shand as well, and it's knew Fennec was coming back you just knew it when yeah. she was there in the desert I'm just like yeah and it was the, the figure oh, they're, kind not, of... they're not finished with uh, Ming-Na Wen are they they're not yeah. finished with her yeah I'm, I'm really glad as I said like you know the action scenes with her in it were so cool and like her character is badass so to see her and Boba Fett teaming up with you know Jin Jaren, I mean oh I'm so looking forward to the next episodes now. And then, you know, and again, as I've been saying, like, like the culmination of the kind of characters where, you know, you, you have Cara June coming back at the end as well. And, you know, now that he, <laughs> and what I love as well is that, you know, he now kind of depends on Boba Fett as well to, to get around the galaxy, you know, on Slave One, which is, you know, kind of an interesting return for Slave One, you know, um, can't have two, Mandalorian ships at the same time. This town ain't big enough for the both of them, uh, sadly. <laughs> um, but it, it's kind of hilarious that he's jumping on board with them, and you know now that you know he has this new crew, and yeah, and you know the fact is, he says that we're getting Bill Burr back, Cara Dune, and maybe this new Jedi as well, or or you know a, 
Ahsoka Tano. Um, I don't know, but I want to know. <laughs> ben, <laughs> tell me. <laughs> <laughs> they better be hour-long episodes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what? It, oh, God. I mean, that's going to be the first thing that I, I look for next week is episode length and then just, you know, how much of it can, how many times can I rewatch it <laughs> before this podcast? <laughs> I mean, yeah, again. And, you know, and at, at the end, you know, we see... Um, as well, like Grogu on the on the sh- on the ship with uh, Moff Gideon, and and you know, <laughs> and him kind of torturing those two stormtroopers, <laughs> flinging them around like sort of toys. You know, it was uh, no, that was I wasn't expecting that, and yeah, it was quite just fly from one side to the other, like tripping up each other. I don't even know if he kills them at the end, but it doesn't look good for them. I'm, I'm not going to lie. They don't look like they're going to be walking out of there, should I say. Um, yeah, I wasn't but, sure if, you know, at the end he was going to kind of do a Vader and snap their necks or something. <laughs> like, you know, we've had like some odd baby Yoda behavior in terms of his genocidal egg eating, you know, earlier in the season. <laughs> but, you know, now I was just wondering like, is he going to go, is he going to go? dark and you know just take him out but thankfully he doesn't which you know it's uh it's kind of testament to the fact that he's still more on the jedi side but um again yeah i'm kind of wondering whether but well, i mean well moff gideon does you know mention that you know to call the doctor again so clearly they're going to start harvesting his his midichlorians poor lad um but i was kind of wondering at one point you know whether it would be more worth their while to try and make him evil you know and and I don't know, train him into a, their own little Sith, you know, harness his power somehow and then just uh, go to town with him. Because, I don't well, know, I maybe, feel... Maybe, maybe they don't want to go the whole Emperor and Vader route again. Mm, yeah. Or, you know, you kind of get with Moff Gideon as well. The, well, the thing is, is, I don't know, because obviously we got the name drop of Thor- uh, Thorn in the um, previous episode. Hmm. who's a grand admiral admiral uh, within the empire so whether he's still part of the empire or now he's disappeared we don't know and um, we obviously don't know how high up the ranks moff gideon sits hmm. moff gideon also doesn't as we get with a lot of bad guys doesn't very much seem to be the type of person that wants to share being at the top yeah absolutely and and also the fact that he's kind of conducting his own little schemes as well, that you're not sure whether it's him doing his own thing or this is like part of the larger empire plan and, and how it's yeah this wider network of, 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 you know, ex, well, I was going to say ex generals, but continuing generals really um, kind of, you know, do con, you know, continuing the empire in their own sort of their own way. So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm curious to see how that how that will play out, and also whether you know, um, whether Thrawn has any knowledge and influence on the Grogu situation and creating these dark troopers, and you know whether he knows about that or whether it's just this pet project of uh, Gideon, and because you know you see you see Gideon with the dark saber at the end as well, and kind of showing that off to Baby Yoda, and it feels very much like he's an individual player. Um, mm just kind of getting close to these sort of Sith fantasies, really. And he's kind of building, putting these pieces in place. Not really sure what he's doing. I mean, except for, I don't know, just, I suppose, 
gaining power for himself, really. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Thrawn kind of plays back into it and whether he'll play back into it in this season because, you know, the fact that he's not mentioned again in this episode, um, even though we see kind of Moff Gideon on his ship and, you know, some Empire activities. Um, well, I feel like... you don't you don't really want to... I mean, we're already getting so much, aren't we? You don't really want to pile too much else on. Yeah. With a character like uh, Thrawn, I think you kind of, if he's going to make a live action appearance, I think you need to save it for the next season. You could tease it at the end of this season, but you very much, because that he could be a bad guy for two seasons. You know, oh, that's yeah. that's the level you're talking about with his particular character, and that that's such a big character that I think bringing him him now wouldn't like bringing in right at the end in the last 30 seconds great but bringing him in to make a stand almost uh, with whatever side in the last couple of episodes just give it all to Moff Gideon because Moff Gideon's a fantastic character isn't he so I, I hope Moff Gideon gets the time to be that villain that we've already kind of built him up to be yeah I mean he's an interesting one um, and I'm kind of wondering whether Thrawn would, is kind of being built up as his eventual replacement as the sort of main, you know, bad guy of the series. Um, because, you know, as, you know, the fact that Moff Gideon is kind of being so singular in his actions, you know, maybe there is some crossover that comes later on that they kind of like hand it over to Thrawn. Um, or, but, you know... Or he just might appear kind of as a colleague of Moff Gideon and, and, <laughs> and you know, yeah, maybe appear in the last 30 seconds. Or, you know, perhaps as a kind of additional higher layer of evil that the Empire still have, you know, in, you know, in maybe one of these last two episodes. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, um, what comes of it. Really, I, think, I think we're gonna there's so much to unpack i think what's gonna have to happen guys is we're gonna do the reviews of the next two episodes and i think we're gonna have to do another episode yeah. just to go over <laughs> everything that's happened and see kind of where we're sitting at the end um but yeah. this episode has given us so much to think about if there's not already so much to think about on the possibilities this is what disney plus sets star wars up with now it gives it the opportunity to really marvel tv announced i don't know three four five six seven a lot of shows star wars can do the same because there's just so much scope yeah so you know it's been a lovely fantastic ride once again for the mandalorian and let's tune in again next week and see where it goes Hi guys, thanks for listening to another episode of Jedi Elder Podcast. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe and may the force be with you.